Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Dudes with Daughters. My name is Adam Ballard, and I'm here as always with the co-host Supreme, Mr. Chris McBroom. What's up, Adam? Man, doing good, bud. Well, let's get right to it. You got a new baby. I had a baby. Okay. I birthed it straight out of my penis. <laughs> we haven't uh, we oh. haven't recorded since the new baby, and I understand. Like, it's not a thing, but how are you, man? How are you holding up? Um... It's better than I thought it was gonna be. Okay. If uh, you know, I assumed it would be super hard with two babies, but it's actually not as bad as I thought. So, okay. So far, so good. For me, I imagine we'll have our hands more full with Zoe than with the new baby. That's the issue. Is is uh, you know we thought Marley would be super jealous and upset, you know, crazy, you know. But she's actually sweet. She nice. fed her her first bottle in the hospital. She all she wants to do is hug her and love her. So she's really good with her. But luckily, Lucy doesn't cry. Nice. She just kind of whimpers every now and then. She eats regular. She don't. Molly would wake up in the middle of the night screaming, wanting a bottle. Lucy, we have to wake her up to feed her. Like wow. so, it's the exact opposite. She's super chill, super relaxed. Not a strong-willed child, which she's three weeks old. But um, Johnny and Twee, uh, these friends that really kind of influenced me when I, we were getting ready to have kids, uh, some of Kelly's family, they had kind of a situation where it was the opposite, where their first kid was amazing, and their second kid was like a demon spawn. And they said if the second kid had been first, like they would have shut it down. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, well, I mean, Marley's not that bad. Yeah. She's just, you know, but she's two and she's wild. But as a baby, like, she's the... She was the typical, this is what a baby does. You're not going to sleep. You're not going to do. I've been sleeping through the night. Sarah hasn't. She gets pissed at me every night. Like I'm pretty sure that last night I woke up while she was feeding her and Marley's still in the bed with us. So me and Marley snuggle hardcore. And I say, do you want me to feed her? And she said, you're an asshole. Go back to sleep. Oh, wow. So that in the middle of the night, Sarah hates me because I don't wake up. Because the baby don't cry. Marley would cry, I would wake up. Oh, sure, yeah. This baby don't cry, so Sarah wakes up to feed her, so it's my fault that I don't get up. You know, it's a strange strange time. There's no winning. Uh, Well, other than, like, the late night feedings, like, how is Sarah doing? Uh, I'm sure... She is... Okay, so, Kelly didn't have an epidural, right? Uh, No. Well, she did, but they cut it off. It wore off by the time. Yeah, okay. So... We, let's see, it was a warm day, we're going to say June 30th, um, three weeks to the day early from the due date, we're chilling, I'm, you know, working, I work from home, doing my thing, I had a lunch with my buddy Scott at uh, 12 at Pickle Barrel, and another friend, Adam, who plays a, who's a bass player, so... Sarah calls me at about 11 o'clock and says, well, let me back it up. It's Thursday. So on Tuesday, we went to the doctor and the doctor said, oh, you're dilated at four. Yay. And we was like, what's that mean? We're going to have a baby. She goes, maybe. And our doctor is super hippie and super vague. So, so funny, we man. left it out of the, the hospital, like the doctor's office. Like, should we be like going into the hospital? Like, we don't know. Yeah. Like, what? what so, of course, we Googled it, and when you dilated at a four, it said, you could be at a four for a month. You could be at a four for two hours. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So, we were right on, like, notice, like, waiting for things to happen. So, since that Tuesday doctor's appointment, everything Sarah felt, she thought she was having a baby. Yeah. Oh. And 
And I made the comment, I was like, do you think you're just, it's in your head just because the doctor said you're dilated? And she goes, you know, I think you're right. I'm just overanalyzing it. I think you're right. So Thursday rolls around. She calls me at 11 o'clock and says, Chris, I'm having bad contractions. I think I'm having a baby. What do I do? I said, well, we need to go to the hospital. She said, I'm in line at Wendy's. I just ordered my Junior Deluxe Burger. I really want it, so I'm not getting out of line at Wendy's. <laughs> she got on a meat. She's been eating hamburgers. And she was pregnant, and now she loves beef for oh, some man, reason. Oh, man, look out. Okay. Yeah. So. Everybody wins. Of course, she gets her food. Wendy's is right by the house. She comes to the house, and she's having these contractions. I can tell they hurt. And I say, well, let me cancel my meeting. Let's go to the hospital. Like, yeah. Let's not risk it. And I said, let's time the contractions. And we timed them, and they were exactly five minutes apart. And she said, I don't think that's too bad. And I said, in every movie I've ever saw, five minutes apart, that means you're having a baby. Yeah, the, the ladies on the gurney at that point screaming yeah, down the hall. Yeah, five to seven minutes, you're having a baby. And she said, you know, for lack of a better term, uh... Why don't you go to lunch? I'll take a shower. I'll get myself cleaned up just in case we need to go. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I get the pickle barrel. And, of course, I don't order a beer because I'm thinking we might have a baby. (laughs) I order a Diet Coke. As soon as it gets there, I get a text and it says, I need to go to the hospital and I need to go now. So I get in the car. Pickle barrel is half a mile from the house. I get there. She's, like, on the porch. Wait, ready to roll. Yeah. Get in the car. I cut through the neighbor's yard. We get there. We get to St. Francis. I'm hitting every bump. I'm hauling ass. Quick interruption. I was going to say quick interruption, but Zoe took care of that. Uh, did y'all have a bag or anything? The night before, we had started packing bags, okay. and I can get to my bag, but she packed her bags. I started packing my bag. Mm-hmm. So, we, uh, I run and grab the bags. You know, we, we haul it down. We go to St. Francis, and I was going to park in ER parking. Just because it was a close place to get in, well, it was full. So I pull in the front, I leave the car running, I go to get a wheelchair. Of course, they don't just let you get a wheelchair. Oh, wow. They have to send the transport team down. So it takes these old ladies like five minutes to get down there. And Sarah's like, I'm talking like, can't walk, like waddling, like I'm thinking the baby's coming out. And I'm in panic mode. So I park the car in the street, I break the door handle off. I have to open my car door from the outside now because I broke the inside handle off. So I get there, I get up to the top, and when she gets to labor and delivery, the nurse at the window says, you're 37 weeks. She can stand up and fill out this paperwork. And then they made her walk to her room. They assumed she was faking, like not in labor. Jesus Christ. So the transport team's like, we can push. And they're like, no, she's fine. She can walk. I'm sure they see a lot of that. Yeah, know, and but that's still, understandable. Like, yeah. yeah, but this is, you know, red alert, like situation critical. So we waddle down to the last room and she's in pain. Like I can see it in her eyes and she's like grimacing. Uh, we get in there and this little new nurse comes in and says, here's a gown and here's a cup. If you need to pee, pee in this cup. We may need a sample and put the gown on. I'll give you a minute to get comfortable. Then we'll be back. Mm-hmm. 20 minutes later, wow. I'm in the hall with my anxiety pacing because a baby's coming out and nobody cares. That's crazy. Nobody has checked or anything. So, I finally get this new nurse and she's like, okay, well, let me come put her on the monitor. The They haven't even put her on the monitor to check the baby's heartbeat or nothing. Put her on the monitor and then she goes, 
let me check her to see if, if she's dilated. And I'm like, well, she was a four two days ago, so we know she is some. Yeah. The, the little nurse is like, huh, huh. And, you know, she's using Sarah like a hand puppet. <laughs> she goes, I can't really tell. Let me go get someone else. And Sarah looks at me like, what, is, what does she mean she can't tell? Mm-hmm. So this older nurse comes in, puts her fist up in there and goes, uh, the reason you couldn't tell is because she's fully dilated and the baby's coming out. Wow. Wow. So all of a sudden we go from no nurses in the room yeah. to 18 nurses all in the, the room. All the nurses. Because yeah. this was at like noon and they birthed all the babies in the morning. So apparently they didn't have anything to do. That's so funny. So the room went straight transformer mode. Stuff starts flipping out. There's people everywhere and Sarah's freaking out like what's going on? And this nurse says, I need to talk to y'all about something really important. And I said, what? We're about to have a baby? She goes, no, that's been established. Yeah. You're not getting an epidural. Jesus. Sarah goes straight crying, screaming tears like, I can't do this. Like, no, no, no. Her hippie doctor comes in. I'm going to give her a doctor shout out. Dr. Klug. If any women listen, she's the greatest doctor ever. She rolls in. She's just so, like, happy and chill. She goes, oh, my God, let's have a baby. Yeah. Yay. And she's like. Sarah's like, I'm not getting epidural. Like, oh my God, I can't do this. I can't do this. And Dr. Kluke says, you're going to be fine. Nothing to it. We got this. Just pumping her up, you know. So, next thing you know, legs are thrown up in stirrups. The bed transforms. Like, the bottom drops out. The stirrups go up. And we're pushing. Like, did you get to do the the wrestler pin move again? No, no. This time there was enough nurses in there. I got to stay above the belly button. I got to stand up and, like, rub her head and hold her hand. And she gripped my hand I was about so to say, hard. Hold her hand, <laughs> um, like she, there was like fingernail marks in my hand. Chris posted a picture of it, and we can get it back up in the Facebook group. But Chris's hand looked like he'd been attacked by like a Doberman. <laughs> but there was these things on the bed, and they, the nurse finally made her let go of my hand and grab these like uh-huh. things to help pull. It's one of those things. Is like if these grips could talk, yeah, <laughs> the for real. So. She's pushing and she's screaming and she's screaming and I'm just feeling so bad. And once the baby's head started coming out, and this all was moving fast, you know. Yeah. The baby's head started coming out. She screamed like she was in so much pain. I described it as I was watching her get stabbed by three men in an alley and I couldn't do anything about it. Jesus. That was the screaming I heard. If anybody was on that hall that thought about having a baby, they're not thinking about yeah, it anymore. Shut it down. It's so down. for there was a two minute span. She screamed the f word, and my wife hates the f word. She screamed it loud. She growled it. She sometimes she said fuck because she couldn't even get it out. Two times she said, "Get this baby out of me!" And she screamed it. And like during the contraction, like I'm like, "Oh my god, this is so intense!" But then when she stopped to take a breath. I busted out in laughter because... No, oh, no doubt. Oh, I'm like, did you really just say that? And she's like, why are you laughing? And I'm like, oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> she was just, this is Sparta. Straight up. Like, she, oh, it was bad. So for two minutes, I thought my wife was going to die. And I actually started crying because I thought she was dying. Yeah. And she and was like nothing you can do. That much pain. Mm-hmm. I was just watching her die. So... The baby said, you know, it's coming, and Dr. Kluge's like, oh my god, it's a baby, it's coming, blah, 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 blah. And I looked down, and I had a moment of panic, because the baby's head, I guess it was being squeezed so tight, um, 
All I could see, it looked like a brain. Like, oh, you yeah, know what a yeah, brain yeah. looks? Yeah, yeah. The, the drawings of brains, you know? And it was white. And it was like... It was, All the skin was like forced was like, together with yeah, like, like ridges and stuff. Oh my God, it looked yeah. like that. And I was like, oh my God, something's wrong with our baby. Then the baby like comes out. When the baby comes out and like this stuff squirts everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, blood, fluid, whatever it is. As soon as the baby comes out, there is like a weight lifted out of the room. Sarah immediately stops and like is in no more pain. Um, the nurses are just like doing their thing. It was like you could feel like the pressure left wow. the room. Wow. So the baby comes out. Then Dr. Klug, as casual as she is, says, um, Oh, look at this sweet little girl. She's got the cord wrapped around her neck a couple times. Whoa. And she's like unwrapping it. I'm like, Whoa. oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, is she okay? And Dr. Klug's like, oh, she's fine. But she's not crying yet. So I'm like, oh God, like my baby's dead. Like what's going on? So then the other nurse, this nurse that's been like cracking jokes the whole time, gets a towel and starts just like cleaning her like real hard. And she starts crying. And I'm like, oh good, she's crying. Like she's okay. Her head's back to normal. She's breathing. Like everything's great. Everybody stopped paying attention to Sarah. Sarah couldn't breathe. And I don't know if it was a panic attack or just from all of the the pushing and the stress on her body. She couldn't catch her breath. So they threw a non-rebreather mask on her, which I'm a respiratory therapist. That is the last, the highest percent of oxygen you can go before you intubate somebody and put them on a ventilator. So they throw that on her. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, she really is dying. So Dr. Klug, as casual as she is, she says, lean the head of the bed up. She's fine. And she, like, throws the oxygen. It's like, she don't need that. Like, she just needs to relax. Like, she's just so chill. And then Sarah's like, you know, apparently Sarah's like, okay, I'm good. Like, everything's good. So, we're almost done with this story. If you're still with us, folks. So, do you remember when we talked about placenta enchiladas back in the day? (laughs) Well, this time I said, I'm not looking down. I'm not looking down. Once it's over, I'm not looking down. Um, so Dr. Klug's down there for a long time and she's, and Sarah's like, ooh, like stuff's hurting. And she said, well, her cervix has clamped down and they can't get the placenta out. Apparently that's a big deal. They had to take you to surgery if they can't get it out. Cause it's like still attached and it's like up in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dr. Klug's like, let's give her some drugs. And I forget what they gave her, some Demerol or something. So she, they relax her, and I could pull it out because it's going to hurt. So we don't have to take her to surgery. Mm-hmm. So the hour of skin-to-skin contact, Sarah is super stoned. Oh, nice. Like on these pain meds. Dr. Clue, of course, pulled the thing out, and it made this horrible like slurping noise. like, <laughs> And I heard it, and it was like so gross. But I didn't look. I did not did look. Did not look. So Sarah's like drunk as hell, and we're like taking pictures and like... Uh, so... We go to a room. The baby's blood sugar was low. Mm. Uh, Body temperature was low. So we didn't get to see the baby again for like three or four hours. And when Sarah comes out of her like Demerol haze, she goes, what does she look like? Wow. So what do you mean? She goes, I don't remember what she looked like. Do you have pictures? Did you take pictures? I said, yeah, I took a bunch of pictures. And I'm like showing her pictures. And she's like, oh, my God, like. I was so messed. Like, why did they do that to me? I'm like, because it was going to hurt. Like, you needed the pain medicine. Yeah. But she, like, so it was like four hours before she really got to see the baby. That's crazy. But 37 weeks early, the baby was perfect. Nine out of 10 on her APGAR score, which a 10 out of 10 is pretty much impossible, they say. Um, 
everything was fine. Uh, baby right next to us was three weeks early, and he was on a ventilator, had a chest tube in, and wow. he just came home yesterday. I saw him on Facebook because I'm friends with a girl. So we were very lucky and very blessed. Dude, that's awesome. A couple of shout-outs real quick. Dr. Clue sounded like she handled this. Oh, yeah. Like she's, that, she's a boss. The, like you kept using the term hippie doctor, but the force of optimism seemed like it saved the day. Oh, <laughs> yeah. She's just happy-go-lucky. Second, biggest shout-out, of course, Sarah. Like, you're a cool chick. You've always been fun. Like, uh, Sarah gets the badass of the week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and what's crazy about it is, okay, like, you know, like, it rips down there and they had to put stitches in. Well, with Marley, like, they had to put a lot of stitches in. And Dr. Kluge was like, oh my God, we only need one stitch. That is amazing. Wow. So Sarah got like one stitch to like help her, her healing process. Like she's up walking as soon as the drugs wore off. She's up going to the bathroom. She feels great. She feels good. No effects. You know, like I want to say, uh, you know, of course, you know, she probably felt some things, but. She was a hundred percent, like straight up bounced back, like awesome. no big deal. Like I got this. We were out of the hospital. We got to the hospital at twelve thirty, had it at twelve forty five, had a baby at one forty five, and we're out of the hospital within uh I want to I think it was thirty eight hours. Nice. Oh, man. Home with no, the that's baby. Perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. Well, dude, congrats. Like uh, that was riveting. I was on the edge of my seat for that whole story. <laughs> and this baby is beautiful. So I'm still selling my seed. I haven't got the vasectomy yet. So we have a limited time, probably like a month or so. If you need it, I'll pack it, wrap it, ship it. Like I said before, I'll send it to you. I even give you a discount on it. But I'm about to have the vasectomy. So if you want a beautiful baby, uh, I'll even include the turkey paste. That's so funny. Like, uh, we need to do like, you know, Chris McBroom going out of business. (laughs) 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 What was that? We've only got enough supplies left Everything must go. <laughs> we're, clear, we're clearing out the inventory. Oh, yeah, Chris is batting a thousand. He's got two beautiful baby girls. So, uh, ladies, jump on that. Um, just, I'm just saying. I mean, I got it. If you want it. All right. Well, dude, um, so all y'all are in the bed right now because we've more or less given up on Zoe being out of the bed before we get there. Yeah, well, you know. The rock and play, Lucy's sleeping in it, but Marley's still in the bed. And gotcha. It's no hope. We can't get her out. Uh, it's actually better because Sarah's not pregnant anymore, so we have more room back in the bed, so it's it's not bad, but nice. we're still going to try. I mean, we're still going to try to keep we, we put Zoe down every night at about 8.30, and uh, she might make it to 10.30, and then she's in the bed with us. And she's in full loosey-goosey mode right now. <laughs> so. I like it. I like it. Well, have y'all been having a lot of family come through or anything? Like, oh yeah. Well, you know, second baby, it's not as mm-hmm. not as popular, but <laughs> people come like pretty much on a daily basis. We see awesome. people, or you know, it, it, it's a it's a nonstop thing. But it's not as bad as Marley. With Marley, it was like every day, Overkill. nonstop. Yeah. So yeah, so it's been cool. It's been really relaxed. That's all right. Well, dude, uh, you've been taking some extra shifts at work and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I worked a couple night shifts just to try to like, uh, you know, a new baby's coming. And I was working them before mm-hmm. the baby came, but the baby came early. So I, I did a few night shifts and I worked a weekend shift, you know, just to try to help out. Uh, but now that I got two babies, I'm tired. So I think I might have to stop that. Yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, 
I'm kind of living life to the fullest right now, like, and just doing as much fun stuff as I can before uh, baby number two gets here. I know that it's not the end of fun times, but uh, one kid wears me out on a pretty consistent basis, so I know two kids is going to be that much more challenging. Uh, Well, speaking of living your life, let's get into it. Uh, Explain what this Pokemon Go crazy is. Man, okay, it's like... A constant scavenger hunt. So. Okay, so I know Pokemon started as a, it was a card thing, right? A Game Boy game. So it was a, a game, game Boy, Boy game, game, but it did have a like a collector's card game. Okay, deal, so. okay. But that's that's the whole thing with Pokemon. Is whether you're playing the video game or the card game, it's about collecting stuff. Yeah, that's what this is too. It's basically. You're walking around, your phone uses Google Maps, so it like knows where you are, like it will show my street, and you can walk around, and it uses AR, augmented reality, which is just a fancy word for, it puts a display over what your camera sees, so if I'm close to a Pokemon, I can tap on it, pull my camera up, and see it in the environment, like standing on the table, or sitting in the street, or something like that, and I'm, I'm going to try to make this sound appealing, all right? <laughs> I grew up with Pokemon. It came out when I was 12, so naturally, I'm obsessed with all my childhood stuff. Pokemon, no exception. But for my non-Pokemon friends, I'm like, imagine if there was an app that for walking a mile, it gave you a beer or, like, a better draft pick or anything that makes you happy. <laughs> like some, I'm down with that. Say, say you and your friends were doing fancy football drafts, and whoever walked the furthest got, like, the most pick options. It's like... It would be like a contest. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You can't cheat if you're going over 20 miles an hour. It doesn't count like your steps or anything. So uh, it's, man, it, it's one thing for me to be interested in something nerdy. But like you said, this thing has blown up. It's like bigger than Tinder, bigger than Twitter. Like, Yeah, uh, that's why I need to know what it is. I need to, I might need to be on this. It's, honestly, it's, it's I'm like. chubby. I need to walk. It's a big scavenger hunt. Uh, it's really all it comes down to, but. Like, last night I was editing another podcast, and I, I, I haven't plugged in the other stuff, so I'll plug that at the end, but uh, it was about 11, I was like, man, I really need to go to bed, and I pulled Pokemon Go up just while I was listening to the guys talk, and I saw a semi-rare Pokemon in the near vicinity, so at like midnight last night, I'm walking across the golf course and through fields and stuff. Do you have to walk in people's yards and stuff? Kind of, like... You don't, you don't have to, but like... But if you want the Pokemon, you have to. Well, not necessarily. It's just got like a hot and cold system. So it's yeah. like, I can tell I'm getting closer to it. I can't see exactly where it's at. But for some reason, it tells me I'm closer if I go this way, which incidentally is like uh, somebody's yard. Like yeah. The other day at four in the morning, one of my neighbors is on the SWAT team. And I was like, this is a yard I do not need to be. <laughs> straight up, straight up. <laughs> I'm be honest. In my neighborhood, we had a my trucks. You know, a truck was stolen out of my front yard. So nobody better come in my yard looking for Pokemon. Totally good. This is the wrong part of the country to do that in. But uh, I went to a Pokemon themed pub crawl this weekend. So it's already caught on to that effect. And the whole thing was like a, a group date mentality. It's like walked up to a group of people I didn't know. I clearly see what they were doing. It's like Pokemon, Pokemon. You know, so and. Uh, so like, can you steal their Pokemon? No, you can't. There's none of that. So, well, but, did you go? But how do you? If you can, you each get the same Pokemon, or if like if yeah. you're in a group, yeah, uh, everybody has access to whatever is popped up. It's just like location based. So, oh, okay, me and you are sitting right here, and I see a Pikachu online. You'll see it on yours too, and we both can get it. We both can get one. Okay, so, yeah. 
They said they didn't want you to be able to like fight each other directly, like phone to phone, because that would lead to people like smashing each other's phones. And I could just see chasing Valen, like Valen wins and Chase just grabbing his phone straight and up, <laughs> or vice versa, because Valen's a punk. <laughs> uh, Chase too. Well, I think I. I mean, I might check it out. You don't. I mean, you don't have to. It's no big deal. I have Snapchat on my phone. I don't know how to use it. Like, so it's. I see you snap things every once in a while, but. It just getting from menu to menu blows. I wish mind. I could build a app. I would build as a Pokemon. I'd be like, poke a vagina. Like, poke a poon. I'm going to build that. You see, it's a cra- it's caught over the world because, you know, since I, I can't have sex with my wife, like, I visit the Pornhub and there was a Pokemon, like, parody porn that oh, popped man, up. I don't need that. Yeah. I, well, I mean, there was a Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton. No, one, and I, I don't need that either. Well, I, I watched it. <laughs> it was it was interesting. We're going to go to the uh, So it's, it's taking over the world. Uh, this is one of those like I feel like every episode you're like I'm going to get in trouble for this, uh, but I'm going to get in trouble for this. Uh, Kelly was trying to get Zoe to take a nap yesterday, and uh, <laughs> I was like, all right, while you're doing this, I'm going to go outside and try to catch some Pokemon. So I was probably half mile down the road. And uh, I get a text from Kelly that says, she's out. Come home right now. I need you. Eggplant emoji. Eggplant emoji. Kelly does not do this. She's not a dirty talker. Like, you know, I never get these fun, like, uh, sex or anything. And I was like, she's messing with me. You know, I was like, there's some fairly rare Pokemon in the vicinity. And uh, I was like, all right, I'm taking my chances. I don't get late enough as it is. So I'm talking like Olympic gold medal time sprint back to the house. And she... Saw me run up into the driveway. She's laughing hysterically. She's like, I was hoping you'd be out of breath when you got here. And I was like, are we joking or are we serious? But sealed the deal. <laughs> so, oh, my God. So as much as people make fun of like Pokemon fans for not getting laid, like my priorities are in line. <laughs> I like the way you're like, there was some super rare ones, but... <laughs> well, it more or less came down to her. I was like, she does not do this. This is the first eggplant emoji I've gotten. I like life, the so. eggplant. I'm proud of her. I know. Like, out world, so. I mean... If, if you get in trouble for it, I mean, if she does hear it, then I'll high five her for it. But I, if not, I'll keep it on the heel. I, I caught Pokemon and got laid in the same day. Like, my, I'm living life. Man. Living life. <laughs> L I V I N. I think uh, I put it on Facebook as a status, but I was like, Pokemon's blowing up the internet and Nintendo's releasing a new uh, NES. So I was like, life's great. <laughs> so, the world is great. Everything's coming up, Adam. <laughs> Man. All right. Well, dude, that's all I got. Zoe, she's getting squirrelier by the second here. But uh, anything you want to plug before we get off of here? I feel like I had so much more to talk about. Oh, dude, man, we keep going. No, but I don't remember any of it. So I just have to hold on to it. That's that new parent tiredness. So I guess so. We'll filter it out. But uh, yeah, man, dude, thanks for hanging out. But uh, you and Scott, do you want to plug y'all's new side project? Oh, yeah. We just, it's just a little acoustic. Uh, we called it aggressive acoustic, but now it's turning into like hip hop acoustic. Oh, yes. no, uh, it's called What I Was, and we're going to put some songs up on Facebook. Still got All But Brave going strong. Um, uh, we're, I, we're supposed to be recording an album, but I had a baby. I didn't get to do guitar tracks, so I don't know when it's coming out. Hopefully, before the end of the year, we'll have an album. So we're still pushing that, planning on that. Alright, well, I kind of held back on the Pokemon talk just because I could go forever, but if you're interested in more nerd talk, I host another podcast with friends called the Future Boys Podcast, and 
it's just grown dudes from all over the planet geeking out. Uh, while the world has real problems, we're uh, tucked away safely inside. So it's the best place to be. That's right. So uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us. Uh, Chris, man, it's good talking to you, and we'll catch up with you next week. Later. Later.